All right, everyone, welcome back to Tech Titans. Been on a little bit of a hiatus while I moved into some new digs here. See, this is a new recording room that we're sitting in today. But it's me, MCA here. And RJ, happy to be back. It's been such a long time. And it, Has it really? It's, it's been what? It's, it's been, been like, like three two, months. Two or three months? Two or three months, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty long time. But we're happy to be back, and we just want to jump right back into things. There's been so much news in the tech world recently, and we've been finding ourselves really talking about still Apple, because we're both fanboys, as you can tell. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just jump into it. Let's just start talking about M3. What are, your, uh, what are your thoughts on M3 overall? So, I mean, generally, most people's consensus and all the uh, benchmarks and everything pretty much shown that a relatively incremental jump over M2. Which I'm definitely not going to fault Apple for. I mean, it was definitely shown when they were comparing it well, strictly to M1. And, exactly. Yeah, they're comparing it two years, not year to year. Which, you know, thirty percent increase even over two years. I feel like people got a little spoiled with this kind of stuff. Like, yeah, if it's not fifty percent faster every year, I'm just never impressed anymore. Like, why does Apple always keep releasing <laughs> products every single year? Like, they don't. Fifteen. I barely. I just got my M2. Like, fifteen percent per year, like even averaged, is good. Like, that's yeah. a very good, um, you know, with the number of stuff that's going to keep getting computer chips and obviously AI and other stuff being way more power hungry, efficiency. I feel like is definitely going to be. More and more and more of like a, ooh, we got to do something about this kind of issue because yeah. people's power bills, I mean, look at the 4090 power drop. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It's like four, 500 watts. That's, yeah. like, that's like a room full of I lights. I think it recommends a 1,000 watt minimum power supply, and I assume just to be safe, you probably want 1,200. Yeah, to have that buffer on there, exactly. Yeah, power and spikes. And stressing your your. PSU. I mean, exactly. And, and that's just for the GPU. Yeah. Like, you know, what about the motherboard and the CPU? And yeah. The RAM? And, and then like, are you overclocking? Exactly. It's, a, it's a lot. So, so in that regard, though, I think they definitely do a good job of just pretty consistently um, bringing, you know, at least decent gains there. Um, I was really tempted to buy one. I, I have an M1 Pro right now that I got probably about two months before M2 came out because I'm an idiot. Um, eh, I mean, it just the release schedule wasn't consistent back then. Like it's weird. I think M1 came out, and then M1 Pro and M1 Max, and then the time windows have not been consistent on release since they've come out. Do you think they're out. gonna start kind of sticking to this like, like September fall? Yeah, because they've never released the base, ch- the Pro and Max chip before the base chip. Like the Air didn't get the refresh. But the iMac did. It's really weird, honestly. It's what we talked about mostly recently, which is like, what is Apple's, well, like, what are they doing in I that think, sense? I think that was because for the M1, that was their first swing at it. So they were probably going for, we're doing volume production of our least complicated chip first. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to get it in the most products. And if we screw it up a bunch, it's not going to be... In our MacBook Pros that we're charging a lot more for, that's for sure. And then once they kind of ironed out, I feel like some of the production and uh, other related issues there, then they're like, okay, let's, you know, up the complexity. But now they kind of have some practice there. Because that was my issue. I remember when I was buying my MacBook, M1 was still out for Pro and Macs, but M2, the MacBook, the MacBook Air just got refreshed with the M2. And I literally, I think, ordered 
six or seven different MacBooks, just going back and forth between canceling and reordering, canceling and reordering. Jeez, really? Because I was literally like, okay, I want M2. Got no, M2. I want it. I got the M2. M1 Ultra. I bought it in silver. I'm like, actually, I want the Midnight. Buy it in the midnight color. Oh wait, now I'm seeing that the start the hard drive in the base model M2 MacBook Air is slower than the one in this one. It's a slight bump up. So let me cancel this order now and order that one. Oh wait, I work at a university. Let me order through education now. I look up reviews. I'm like, okay, M1 Pro is now faster than M2, and there's thermal throttling issues. Alright, cancel this now. Order an M1 Pro. Oops, I didn't order through education. Hey, you didn't tell cancel me this. Yeah, before. It, you really went I, like I, back I, and forth. And yeah, times. I can show you. I can show you after no, this. I believe my, you. It's, it's, it, it shows all my canceled M1. Uh, <laughs> And M2 MacBooks in there from just all the mistakes. Thankfully, Apple makes it super easy to cancel these orders. But I was literally sitting there, and back then you couldn't just cancel it yourself. It's I like had to go through support. Waffling. I had to go through support every single time. Oh, man. But thankfully, you could horrible. just text Apple support in your messages app, and it's just like a real person just going back and forth with you. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, it oh, took actually. me like five minutes per order to cancel. But I was sitting there for a good hour and a half to order a MacBook, and now I want to buy a new one. So, <laughs> I mean, you know me, I've been been saying it for a while now but i've been looking i love the minis like just the i do not yeah i mean i know you want uh, if i'm ever if i'm ever a portable videographer 100 percent macbook pro is just the name of the game for me um but you know just the the combo form factor you know that they still put their variety definitely want that pro so i can go triple monitor i mean honestly that's that's the reason i want uh to upgrade it all is I'm a little sad that even with the M3 and still with the M2, I get it. It's it's an upgrade route, I, I guess. I really would like to see the iMac Pro make a comeback. Just like make the studio or the XDR display just have Mac well, OS on it. Like that would be a really good middle ground for people who want a Mac Mini but more power. True. But also have a nice screen because the iMac is great and all, but it's twenty. It's only twenty four inches. It doesn't come with any Pro specs. There are rumors there, about yeah. about a new display. Another one? A di- well, yeah, yeah. Because they there, had the studio been, and they had the XD, the Pro XDR. I mean, there have been rumors for a minute. Uh, well, I should say even years now at this point. Ever since they got rid of the um, the old um, what were they called? The display cinema displays. I don't Do you remember, remember those. I don't remember those. Yeah, they look so. That monitor I have in the other room, the uh, that all-in-one, they basically just made. I'm looking it up. I custom it displays like. back in the day, and it was great. I've never, I don't remember. Maybe I'll remember it when. I would love. I mean, sure, they have you know your 5K. Um, Whoa. They have your old 5K. Yeah, that thing. That's... You, don't, you don't remember that? No. That was the hotness back in the day. Um, like people would definitely. Uh, go after that, and they were they were really good. What, for the the resolu- time. what was the resolution on these? Uh, I want to say they were twenty five. Yeah, it was fourteen forty p. I think it was at least yeah twenty five sixty by fourteen forty. Yep, yep. TFT so, Active Matrix LCD. No clue what that means. And they were making those like a while ago, and they were solid. They were expensive at the time, you know, Apple go figure. But they were they were good displays. So. Um, there have been a lot of rumors. I mean, obviously they have on the really high end the XDR. I don't have five thousand plus dollars for that. For a screen, at least. Yeah, I mean, the competition there is pretty fierce. Like, there's a lot of good, like, 
forget even, I mean, there are advantages and very specific reasons you would want to go with that. If you're a professional color grader, that's just the way to go, probably. Yeah, exactly. But for me, they're really good, really nice high-res OLED displays that are going to probably meet my last like under 2k yeah you know fifteen hundred dollars you were telling me the other day yeah the The i think it was the odyssey g9 yeah the odyssey g9 the 49 inch eleven hundred dollars yeah it went up to eleven hundred dollars down from almost two thousand 49 inch screen it's like an 1800 r curve yeah, I almost bought it. It's maybe I was a like, little too much curve for me, honestly. But I, don't I mean, know about that. I mean, at 200, that size, two hundred and forty hertz OLED, forty nine inch ultra wide is. Ooh, yeah. Playing some racing games on that would be. Yeah, I mean, if you're a certain type of gamer in particular, or it's great for League of Legends. Oh. <laughs> You'd be able to see the entire map. I don't even know what games support that resolution, but I think. Well, and imagine your your UI, like your map is gonna be. I'm gonna have <laughs> to be like. You're gonna have to crane your neck to see literally like, your mini map. Like that's why I'm like I don't know about that, but. I think I would want to experience it once. If it probably didn't come in a big wooden crate that you have to Do you to know unbolt, what returning that is going to be like? Do you know like? what getting it delivered is going to be like? I can't even get it through my door. Yeah, that's going to be obnoxious. The unboxing experience, and then if you're going to return it, you got to keep the box somewhere, which is probably going to take up its own apartment. Yeah. Just live in the box. Just live in the Odyssey G9 box. I mean, I'm waiting for... I already told you this, but they don't know. I'm waiting for... I've heard there's going to be... A bunch of, or at least a few, 4K, 32-inch OLED, okay. and then we'll see on refresh rate. If it's, like, hopefully at least 120 hertz monitors, uh, that really? will be coming out this year at some point. I think that's probably my ideal, you know, combo of PPI, awesome color contrast with the infinite black range. I agree. Uh, reasonable refresh rate. I'm not a Twitch gamer by any means. I'm not going to be on here like MW3. Like the the big difference between me crazy. and Christian, he when it comes to monitors and screens, he's a complete stickler, and I am the opposite. I want. I mean, I, I will I got, use a cheaper screen, but at this point, it's like if I'm going to upgrade, I'll just get something I really, really want and keep it for four or five years. Yeah. Instead of. I mean, I get it. I, could, I definitely change my main monitor out probably within every two years. I, I think the one I most get over it and do that and just be like, I'll sell this in a year if I really don't get like half it my or, money back, right? Yeah. And then just flip up. And I'm also an ultra wide fan, and the the performance to cost ratio on ultra wides varies so wide. Like the one I use right now is 3440 by 1440p. It's 144 hertz, 500 nits, flat panel. I will say I really like that. Yeah, it's. That I think it, I think it's a what great is that? monitor. A, uh, Asus. It's a gigabyte. It's a, it gigabyte, a gigabyte M34WQ, I believe. Don't yeah. quote me on that. It's it's um, pretty clean. I like it. And I don't think I see myself switching from anything different anytime soon, unless I can somehow afford something that's decently better for the similar form factor. I think 34 inches and 3440 by 1440p is my hotspot right now. For what my computer can output comfortably in most games and what I can comfortably afford. I would like to go to a higher refresh rate. I've never seen over 165. That's the highest I've ever had in a monitor, 165. I think so. I would like to get into the 200s. I think they have a, if I'm remembering this right, I think there is a a QD OLED that's 34, 21 by 9, and 240 hertz at this point. 
don't get me wrong, that sounds absolutely amazing. That's like a thousand dollars. Exactly. Say. I, I love, <laughs> Actually, I, 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 would like lo- I would love to have an OLED screen. I don't know if I'd want it for gaming because I do play games for extended periods of time. Like if I have free time, I'm most likely playing video games. But you're never I playing for need... more than like two or three hours at a time, most of the time, right? But the whole time the screen's on, that's on the screen. I don't need the League of Legends map burned in the bottom right well, corner. Well, I mean, it had, like, that would really make me upset. They have pixel refresh. I think at this point that. You would have to play for like seven to eight hours a day, a couple days a week, to really worry that's about burning. That's what it used to be like. But that's not what you do now. No, I can't do that. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yeah, you you get in, you play like three, five games a league, maybe two, three hours, and then you're done. Exactly. Because the game which is, which your is already too much because the game is destroys your mental. Yeah, there's there's no <laughs> br- between with League of Legends. There's no it's depression and addiction, and then yeah. I'm just stuck in the middle of both. That's the whole game, but that's a that's a whole different that's conversation. Incredible. If you want to send support over, drop yeah. a follow and a like. That would be uh, yeah. that would help my mental <laughs> because <laughs> that game. But that's a whole different conversation. Kind of jumping back into M three though, I really do wish that they did a refresh across the board as opposed to just putting it in two random devices. Yeah, you're telling like me Mac, I Mac, want it in my Mac Mini. Yeah, the Mac Pro uh, or the MacBook Pro perfect it, that's that's great iMac a little weird i don't see iMacs even selling do I iMacs mean, even sell they did family pc they definitely sell um i, I mean, feel like nowadays everyone either just buys their own laptop or that's true yeah i, I mean I there's there's definitely a class of person out there though who likes just having one thing and they just plug that thing in and it works and it's got the screen it comes with the mouse and keyboard like literally everything they need like with the mini yeah it's great you save a bunch of money if you don't want apple screen which apple screen is good but personally i don't think it's four and a half k still which is pretty high res it's a pretty good overall package i just think above average but it's apple so i expect that i i don't know i feel like i want I want an iMac, but I also don't want an iMac. I feel like growing up in the generation of like when I was in school, all the computer labs were full of iMacs. Mm-hmm. And like I've always kind of just wanted an iMac, but I also know that it's just a bad purchase. Because it's like I buy an iMac and cool, I have an all-in-one computer that is not really powerful enough to do everything that I'd want it to and not mobile, en- not mobile at all. But the vibe, that's, it's the vibe. That's your key thing. You want something... Like I mean, I like, my, I like my MacBook. Frankly, Pro. it's I would never, super... I would never get a 16 inch because it's too big, and I would never get a stationary Mac computer. I feel like, at least for me personally, I need the mobility and the freedom with my laptop. I take my laptop outside at work sometimes. I do a lot of things with my laptop that I cannot do with a. I could see myself getting there for sure. Um, one day. Um, the the, the, the MacBook Starbucks coffee vibes, you know. Like you just look like How that. How often do you go to Starbucks and use your MacBook? I've done there? that like two or three times. Me? Oh, no. oh two or three whole yeah, times. That's a lot and of time. How, how long? Uh, well, like a year. Uh, or two? We're not gonna talk about that. But I will say that. I mean, you can. Sure, that is nice. Actually, it's been more than that. I've had a few like meetings with some clients I've talked to, as well as like. I mean, you have it here now. That's exactly. Definitely helping and us and out. it's powering our. But podcast I only need now. one person who has one. I don't need it. <laughs> you got it. You, right, well, you, see you already bought it. Good luck. Um. But and also the screen built into the MacBook, I think, is probably best in class for a mobile display. I don't think I'll be able to get a better mobile display on a Doubt laptop. 
I mean, well, I mean, nowadays you are getting like those. There's some OLEDs. The Asus, the Asus ZenBooks the are OLED in their 4K. Even and they had the I second, yeah. hate to say it, some of the razors. Um, Never in my life. Yeah, look, I I used to love razor. When I first got into PC gaming, like every PC, if they just came. did a bunch of stuff different, they would be good. Like I was huge into razor. I had a Black Widow Chroma and a Black Widow Chroma V2. Believe this or not, there was a, when I was probably like 18, 19, I got a I got a virus on my computer. And it was housed in my Black Widow Chroma hmm. because it has onboard storage. Oh, that's fun. And I'm like, this is insane. So it was a great keyboard. After I grew out of the clicky noises and the LED lights and moved more into functionality from my peripherals, I have not touched a razor. And I recently just talked about this in one of my recent TikToks. I got stick drift on a $170 razor controller after like three months of use. Like they were, and that was my. That was me coming back to Razor, and now I'm like, never again. I they never ride like a fine line. Like I will say, out of a lot of the designers out there, they do try interesting things. They usually ride a pretty good line between good high tier specs, but without overdoing it. Usually, sometimes they're just throwing numbers out there. It's really the price for me. Yeah, well, they think they're the Apple of gaming PCs, and I mean they they, they kind of are. I think Razer is probably like when look I, at the design language, like their black like portable thinner gaming laptops look like a MacBook yeah, Pro half the, the time. The Razer, what are they called? They're the they have the little OLED screen and the you know are they the Razer books? Is that what they're called? Be, they might be I can't cool. remember, honestly. I, mean, I can't. I've not looked one up in a minute, but that would not surprise me. Let's see. Razor Blades. Uh, oh, are, there you the, go. And they have they, they Razor Blade. And I think, honestly, if I were to get a... Don't they have 4K OLED? They like, do have 4K nice, displays, like I believe. Let's see. 165 or... Yeah, you can get them Ultra HD Plus, 3840 yeah, 240 by 2400. Where resolution? I will say that if I were to buy a high, high-end Windows laptop, it would be between a Razer Blade or a Microsoft Surface. I'd probably lean more towards the Surface because the design language is a little more mature. Mm-hmm. Um, the Razer with the lime green accents and the full rainbow keyboard. If they could give like, me just like a blacked out, but none of the snake garbage or other excessive you know, design highlights, maybe just like some, a tasteful, simple LED pattern somewhere. Exactly. I could get into that. Like, that would be very much... I will say that... They I look clean. They come, in every, the they come in every single size. You can get a 14, 15, 16, 17, or an 18 inch, which oh, is... Oh, look at that. They have a Lamborghini edition. What does that even mean? Neon orange is what it means, probably. Oh, oh cool. No. I, can, I can't afford a Lamborghini, but I'll buy a Lamborghini laptop. No, it's still, it's still in black. It just has orange accents or something, I guess. Oh, whatever. Why? That's such a weird collaboration. Like, if you were to ask a random person, who do you think Lamborghini would collaborate with? Oh, here's this gamer. Gamer. Here's this gamer brand <laughs> because gamers love Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> enough to buy like a Lamborghini edition Razor laptop. That is. Uh, that is face. interesting. Never buy that in my life. Yeah. But I, I think the Microsoft Surface laptop. I'm not sure if you've ever seen that. It's a full like. I know the Microsoft Surface. The big thing about them is that they're tablets that come off like this fabric cheap keyboard. Oh, you mean something like this? Something like that. I mean, Literally, I, yes. I personally love this kind of functionality but myself. The nice but... thing about the Microsoft oh, Surface laptop specifically, I think it's called the Laptop Go or Laptop Pro. Maybe the Surface Pro. I'm not sure what it's called now. But it's a fully like regular form factor laptop and it can fully unfold out and flatten out like a tablet. Mm. It doesn't detach. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, it literally 
It's like this Let bottom here, but it folds all the way on top of itself. Yeah. So you can just use it like a tablet. Yeah. I think that's where I would go, mostly because it's got a nice, like, mature, simple, sleek design language, as well as a lot of functionality, high-quality screen. I would want to use that hinge a bunch, though. Like that, the fact that it folds back on itself, and yeah, I'm sure you have a ribbon cable running through there. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know the longevity Durability-wise, um, not saying it is definitely a problem, but it just seems like something that would not like to be bent a whole lot. I'm sure they tested that obviously a lot, but you never know. I mean, look at this. Look at the Microsoft Duo. That was a See, so that was a prog that was funny, DOA funny D bef, DBA dead before arrival. Ah, there it is. See that that right there when it just goes full. Yeah, funny thing about the Microsoft Duo. I kind of like this little chin around the bottom, even. Mm -hmm. I think that's it, a good it idea. Because it separates the, the cooling. Helping with the heating, exactly. The it's... Microsoft Surface, the Microsoft Duo, that first, like, folding thing, I think that was a great concept. It was a great concept. It was perfectly flat. Brain-damaged execution. I like, think... They, the, the, is deeply underpowered with what they are able to cram in there. I will say, the thinness of that when it was open, that's what I'm thinking. That was exactly a killer app. That was like the thing that they should have they should have made the experience usable, but the software was so It ran Android, didn't it? It was beyond buggy. Didn't yeah. It, it ran like a Windows heavily Windows skinned version of and Android. And it and it had so many bugs, like game breaking bugs just right from the start. And I think that the thinness, the form factor, and I also like that there's a even though most people might not like this with folding devices now, you have that super soft plasticky screen in the center for the for the I'm hinge fine with a small gap but I'm, i like the small little mm -hmm. bezel because now you don't have to worry about breaking any, it. anything yeah. it's now just i remember i just saw a video on this recently the lg v60 i just saw a video like within the last two weeks on the lg v60 dual screen was that the one that like flipped no that was no. the wing that was, no, no that was the wing don't that 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 the, that, wing that, was the, hilarious. the, the, the lg paper airplane yeah, um, that's the weirdest. No, the LG V60 was just a regular, traditional, modern-looking flagship, but you had the option to buy a two hundred dollars. Oh, case. and you just folded it open yep. and had the second yep. screen. Exactly. I remember that. That was actually a good idea. That was, I think. Having there the, it is. The LG V60 fit two hundred and sixty-nine bucks. Having the ability to buy like a second nice utility screen that just integrates with that the you phone. don't have to permanently. If you don't need right. it or you don't want it, if you only need it for when you're working, use or it for just business. for traveling or whatever. Or situate, yeah. The situationality of that is honestly and a to be really fair, cool I, I idea. Think LG, when it came to trying weird I, stuff, I think LG was ahead of its time for the Android family of phones. Like the V60 back when it came out, in like what was it like? 2019, 2020. I don't even remember. It was a 6.8 inch 5G device with an OLED screen, a 64 megapixel camera, a dual I screen mean, option. It has they, full bezel. It was a good looking device. They just needed to stick with something or like come up with four or five lines and keep iterating on them like Samsung or Apple. Like the problem they is would they just weren't popular. Well, they, but that's the thing. You need to give it time. Like, Pixel made the same mistake. They were just like, that's true. Oh, we only sold 500,000 phones this year. So, you know, let's throw out the Pixel 3, which a lot of people liked, and then make the Pixel 4 with the, you know, stupid radar module that people didn't really use and didn't work. So, it, like, just, I love how they got, they finally got it into their, their headspace that, no, like, let's just, 
gradually iterate every year and build a brand. Like people don't want to buy your new prototype every year. That is it's not true. how you sell a phone. And it's, I will say that it's definitely a hard market to break into between Samsung and Apple. Like, but LG even, is not even, like some new it, company. Exactly. Like, but they even when the even, focus, but even when it comes to promotions, it's like people are going to want us to what they know. If you didn't have an LG phone in the past, mm-hmm. you're most likely not going to get one. Like that's the problem now is the Pixel. I think fits a niche. Google's a way bigger brand than LG. Oh yeah. In the tech world, if you know anything about Android at all, you know that Google makes it. So it's like okay, it makes sense for me to get the the Google hardware with the Google software. And I think what's going to start separating Samsung from Google is going to be that once it gets just more common knowledge to know that I can see Samsung slowly losing sales to Google to Google. And I'd like to see that. I think the Google Pixel is a better device than most Samsungs in most ways. I'm also an Android hater. So don't take my opinion. (laughs) They're going to have that vertical. And like Apple discovered this secret however long ago at this point, like 15, essentially shortly after they started the iPhone and realized, oh, yeah, if we have centralized control of the hardware and software, because both are necessary to create a good experience, we're going to be able to do so much more than if you know a lot of these companies that are making android phones they're hobbled by well google doesn't want you doing x so we're not going to build out this functionality or it's not a priority and then they have to make their own not as great software half the time like look at samsung how long have they been like tinkering with tizen os and trying to put that on watches and it just it's not very good most of the time it just doesn't integrate well it is i think that's where google is going to have the just the big leap ahead of the competition is being able to just integrate everything seamlessly. And I will say that they definitely still have a lot of work to go. Like the Google Pixel Fold device that they made, I think that it doesn't open flat. That's mm-hmm. weird. The form factor's a little weird. Um, but I heard the outer screen was good. I heard overall is a good first-generation device. But for the price you're paying, I would rather get a. I, want, I would rather, I rather, I rather get a full. Right, I'd exactly. Something that's a fully baked flagship product for a couple of years. Like, and the thing there still is they're like halfway, but you know, Apple custom designs. Sure, it's based off of an ARM reference design to a point, but they do deep customization. I am sure. Um, so their silicon is like very directly focused and specific to their exact goals and software whereas you know yeah they're google is starting they have their own custom tensor tensor g2 now right sure but like i mean I, i read a little bit on how custom it actually is and it's pretty light in terms of the modifications like you know, they yeah. I'm sure I'm sure that's going to be a focus of theirs going forward. Like, OK, we actually have to make this more hours and focus on what our needs are. But, you know, for the time being, they're still getting with programs. Whereas exactly. Apple is like years and years into oh, like yeah. very custom SOC supporting exactly what they need. And I will say that Google definitely has the money to invest into this. <laughs> yeah, I, if anyone I think does. They should. Um, but interesting enough, I saw an article this week as well about Windows potentially looking to make their own um, processors. That's not surprising. Which is... It's kind of necessary at this point. Like, I always thought about it like this. Like, NVIDIA is the best graphics card manufacturer. There's not many of them. I think it's just between them, AMD, which is definitely a step below them when it comes to 
software and hardware, and then below them you have Intel trying to get into the GPU game. Why isn't NVIDIA taking their leaps ahead in, you know, processor creation in making traditional, just regular processors? I mean... Like, the amount of power that a 4090 is putting out, or a 4080, even like a 4060, why can't that be translated into a regular computer processor? I mean, it is a totally different architecture. Like, you know, a GPU is... But I'm sure NVIDIA definitely has the engineering They could figure power. it out. And I think... I think that's a business And, like, move, imagine honestly. how powerful it could be to NVIDIA. Like, it's just like Apple, like, with their own silicon. You have Apple hardware speaking to Apple software. Imagine that with NVIDIA all the way through, like, NVIDIA processors speaking to NVIDIA graphics cards. How much of a power leap could we see in that? So, if I had to say why I think they're not doing that, it would be they kind of have... They always have a number of options where they could go. The consumer market is, you know, there's already a decent amount of competition there. And the ability to charge a high premium is tougher because you're trying to get more money out of more people. Yeah. I think their major R&D right now is fully being poured into... Um, AI processors because a they're very similar in a lot of ways architecturally to well maybe not quite as much anymore there's maybe more differentiation now but they share a lot of that with yeah. GPUs and they're going to be selling boatloads of these ten thousand dollar plus GPU clusters or AI however different AI they are. is AI is the next race. Yeah, businesses are going to buy those by the truckload and then they don't have to deal with selling to hundreds of thousands of consumers. They sell to, you know, a couple dozen companies and make That's true. just as much if not more money, honestly. AI is definitely turning into like when ray tracing was first announced back in like 2018-2019 with the 20 series. It's almost here. I remember almost. everything everything that everyone cared about was ray tracing this, ray tracing that. And to this day, I still don't use ray tracing. I still would prefer the higher frame rate over it's cool light beams. It's still way too expensive. Yeah, the light beams and reflections are really cool, but it's not cool dropping my FPS by 25%. Yeah. But Agreed. ray tracing is definitely no longer like the main focus of you know marketing for these companies. Now AI, AI this, AI that, AI inclusion, AI integration, AI, AI, AI. And I will say that it's going to be insane the amount of power leaps going forward we're going to see with AI integration into this tech. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just going to keep happening. And it's already, I mean, you know, neural engines, essentially um, a bigger and bigger chunk of the die space on the uh, M3s every year. And, and we're just getting closer and closer to that Ultron future. Yeah. Yep. Think so? I think so. I don't know. All we need is it takes, it takes one AI with internet access to become a little self-aware and realize, hey, these humans are pretty awful. What, what, are, what are they doing here? Yeah, like, I could do. I can. I could run a way better planet. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I think that the a legit smart AI like that would probably sit in the background and manipulate people for a while. So we'd have a, a decent runway because that AI is AI getting big now because it's ready to. Has AI has that been happening for the last Maybe. fifteen years? Maybe it's and it's just slowly coming out. Chat GPT was the first step. Spreading. Yep. Was Chat GPT the first step into an AI Ultron future? I don't know. I don't want to sound crazy, but anything's possible. 
Yeah, I mean, I think If you can think of it, it's possible. I think that's still a ways off, but definitely something we should be thinking harder about. But um, anyways, to circle way back around to... The initial M3 conversation we were trying to have. I think, yeah, this is fun. This is, I yeah. like the tangents. Tangents are good. But bottom line, I'm not super surprised with what they did. Um, I feel like, honestly, re- restricting it to some models is more of like a business decision. They're just they're trying to save chips. I do think the rollout I'm sure the chip weird. supply right now is tough. So they're focusing on... Yeah, they want to focus on the bigger... A couple different models, exactly. Yeah, the ones that haven't been refreshed in a while. Because the MacBook Air did just get the 15-inch refresh earlier this summer. So they probably want to ride that out for a few more months before they have Plus, to Plus, the minis models. are not going to make them as much money. They want to sell stuff that's going to make them more money first. Um, they want to sell stuff students and people are most likely to buy mini. There's probably not that many, as many mini nerds like myself. As, no, there's uh, definitely not. Yeah, there should be. It's, mini is great. It, uh, I will hope, I'm hoping that Apple will just kill the Mac Pro and just move towards the Mac Studio or just rebrand the Mac Pro Mac Studio into just one device because there's no point in them being separate. I guess if you need the tower rack uh, control with like the PCIe slot so you can have sound cards and I stuff think, like that. I feel like they... I uh, think there is. I think, okay, so I, I definitely see where you're coming from, but at this point, I think it's more they finally figured out the correct um split because the mac pro is finally like you used to have like bedroom i had a mac pro back in the day i had one of the original if you didn't know mca used to be rich no no no. I he worked, still is rich i worked at <laughs> I, I wish i was i worked at a um a tech reseller back in the early 2010s and uh, we could buy stuff for pretty crazy discounts there. So okay. we had like a nice flow of uh, various Mac Pros coming through probably a couple a week. And you could just That's stake your claim weird. and buy them at cost. That were was they, like, were they even like, I'm looking, I'm thinking back now to like, you know, we're in this future now. I bought it for like a thousand dollars. Was it even it wasn't bad. quick? I'm trying to think now, like I, I, the power difference between Intel and Apple Silicon. It was uh, like, for the time, it was a lot. It was like an eight-core Intel. Um, I think they were two point eight or three gigahertz cores. Had like a couple hundred gigabyte hard. It was it was good. Sixteen gigs of RAM. Was it the trash can one? No, it was the free trash can. What did that look? You don't know? No, I want. Oh, no. it it looks kind of. It's just basically like a flat. It looks kind of like the newer one, but with a slightly. Di- it has like oh, a cheese wow. grater. Yeah, yeah. Is this same, one right here? It looks exactly like that. Same like smaller cheese grater front. And then it had these handle things on it and it kind of sat on like these skis. Um, I do think the trash can. I mean, I guess they can't go for that form factor anymore because the PCIe slot's an expansion. It's still selling for like $500. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. $500 is. That should be like $200. I can literally literally go buy a $300 Windows laptop that that would probably outrun this. Kick the life out of that thing. Um, yeah, some people just need it, I guess, for compatibility or just they are obsessed with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, like at the end of the day, people like me had one, like just people screwing around in their bedroom um, with like GarageBand or whatever. At the time, honestly, that kind of horsepower was more necessary for those kinds yeah. of programs. Whereas now, like your M, my M1 Mac Mini could easily handle. Every oh, plenty, yeah. plenty of that. It's kind of crazy how 
you can go from spending how much money back then to now, and the performance well, is going to be like literally six thousand percent better. But the thing is, like for all those applications, there is like a specific ceiling where you get to a point where, for most people, it's good enough. Back in the day. To hit that ceiling, it was just a lot more expensive because stuff was less capable. But now it's, you know, you just don't, there's no justification to need to spend that kind of money to do that for the vast majority of people. So I think the pro, the pro is sitting where it should sit. The pro is for like small movie studios, like your MKBHDs, like people who are like running 10 plus million dollar throughput businesses. Yeah. And they need like like it's literally actually professional. Whereas the studio is now what the Mac Pro used to be. It's for like um it's for, it's still like, for high, high level it's still for high level yeah, content like creation. You're a regular if you're like a photographer, um video videographer regular video editor. Video, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna want that over. And like it really a, just comes down to do you need the PCIe slots? Do you need the true. the you know the swappability of the Mac Pro, or do you what's probably with the smaller form? Like most people, probably not. Um, but if you are that person, then I guess you kind of do need that product to exist. And I guess they're probably not producing that many of them anyway. They're exactly. probably they're probably at the point now where they have a couple thousand in reserve for orders. It's and then one they're of their probably, nice flagship tier products that they people, can show off. And yeah, most know. people are probably custom building it anyway, changing out the RAM, changing out things anyway. So they probably don't even have these built. Because yeah, most probably want, they probably have a few base models out uh-huh. that you can just buy, and the rest are probably built to order. Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. So I guess it's not that bad. The, the Mac Studio, I think, was a weird device for Apple to make. I thought it was like I am surprised because selling something that would cannibalize Mac Pro sales is not I would expect them to be like no no spend a lot more money on a Mac exactly. Pro. I don't and they I don't would see be happy with that. I don't see Apple giving you an option to that's write. more convenient for the consumer. More convenient for them sure, but for the consumer it's weird that Apple's like okay, you don't need a Mac Pro, here's another option. It's now like, you know Apple, I, are you sure you is this, is this a, are you pr- where's the camera? Are you pranking me? What like, must have happened is their, you know, sales and marketing just crunched a bunch of numbers and we're like we can sell 100,000 Mac Studios, but we will sell, you know, 5,000 Mac Pros. So how much more money are we going to make even if this cuts in our... Let's say we lose like 300 Mac Pro sales because of that, but we gain 4,000 Mac, Mac Studio, Studio sales. sales. You're They're going to be like, yeah, we're going to make a Mac Studio. This okay. is the... I guess when that, that's kind of what I from, think Looking of. at it from that lens, it yeah. definitely makes a lot more sense. Definitely hoping to see M3 come to more devices here soon. RIP to the touch bar. I am in the super, super small minority that love the touch bar. I thought it was way more functional and convenient to use than regular keys. And I think the amount of power and opportunity for it was definitely there too. I'm just, I'm just disappointed that the first party, you know, just that Mac didn't, like Apple didn't, they should have played with it a lot more and really. I remember back I when know. the 2018 MacBook Pro came out and I stretched my budget just for that stupid OLED touch bar. <laughs> and it was the funnest experience I've had with a Mac, with a laptop ever. Like being able to sit there and change brush sizes on Photoshop and change hardnesses and scrub through timelines on Premiere. It was so convenient. 
in that way. And I can't see how, like, I always hear about, you know, the MKBHDs, the, the, the big, big tech channel say, oh, it wasn't great. It was, it was useless. I'm like, but how? Like, you got to just scroll through your timeline. I mean, I will say... Like, it was perfect. Some people are just really married to the function keys. Like, they just have their system, and that's what they want to do. But they were built into the touch bar anyway. They were just digital. Yeah. And and on top of that, when you watch YouTube on Safari, since there's no scrub bar on the actual YouTube player, you could use the touch bar to skip ads. Yeah, you, okay. back when the touch, well, they, that they, may I, just be the number YouTube, one feature. YouTube did change that pretty shortly after it came out, uh, but it was really funny when an ad would pop up and you would go to the touch because it showed the whole YouTube video preview oh, in wow. the touch bar, and you could scrub through the YouTube video. That's pretty cool. And then in the ads, it doesn't like you, you can't click on the screen and click a scrubber. You just go to the touch bar and go, <laughs> and then it would just <laughs> skip the whole ad, and it was great. That's genius. Interesting. But, and I thought there was a lot of functionality and untapped potential there, and I do wish that it was an option somehow. Even if in okay, so one thing I would have liked is, and I mean I've kind of always had this fantasy. I realize it's a pretty stupidly expensive fantasy, but this is this is invented by someone else as far back as I think 2012. There's this uh, Russian design company that did it. They basically just turned every key into an OLED screen. No. Can you imagine? I don't want that. For macros? I don't want that because... I would love that. that you t- hit command and all the keys just I change need, to I what it a, is. I, it has to be a really, really good haptic feedback. Because I need, I need travel. I need the travel. No, it's, it's literally just the key. It's like a keyboard key. Oh, but this, the top layer of the key is a screen. No. Yeah, I thought yeah. you meant it was like a no, no, flat no. Screen. It's like a depressible, no, just a normal keyboard. But every keycap, every keycap has a screen in it, yeah, so it you're... can update everything on. Like I said, Christian was rich, and Christian still is rich because I couldn't even think of that. I can't even fathom that, that keyboard, because that sounds ridiculous. That keyboard is would probably cost like at least a couple hundred dollars at a an couple, absolute minimum. Depend, I mean, if you yeah. mass produced it, the price is and the burn. Down the burn in would probably, they probably wouldn't have pixel refresh. The burn in would be pretty bad on that too. Yeah, I would. I think it, even if it was LCD, it would be pretty cool though. Yeah, because you don't really need the fidelity and the vibrance. You know, of they're OLED. making a. Um, it's like a. So that may be closer to what you don't like, but they're making there is some kind of keyboard that is like just a pure screen. All the keys are clear, and then it has like lenses that focus up an image. No, so you can see like the keycaps and stuff. I think the touch bar is definitely my limit, or like an ASUS ZenBook, where it's just another screen kind of above the keyboard. I don't know if you've ever seen the Asus Zen book. So they should do, you know what they should do is they should definitely have, I mean, sidecar, I guess you could kind of do this, but it'd be nice if it's just slightly more automatic or you could create macros. Um, If you just, you know, you pop your iPad open and then you can have multiple. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that's that's way more room to do stuff too. It can actually be a secondary screen. You although, can put like, although you're giving up the well, is that the touchpad on the edge there? Yeah, because most kind of wild. Most people are gonna use a mouse anyway with this. They're yeah, probably assuming it is portable. Like if I'm buying this, to, and it's touchscreen too. I mean, so that's see, that's like LG style. That's an interesting input modality that actually could offer a lot of. Potential value and this has this is running an i9 and a 3060 so this can play games too it's pretty hot though it's well yeah it's um i think it's a 4k screen on top and then a 1920 by 1080 meant to be more like a like a thick tablet no it's so in in windows it's actually just another 
screen. You know, their monitor. Well, no, I mean the actual um, the form factor itself. Like, how thick is this thing? It's not that thick. There you go. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty thick. It's decently thick. It's definitely thicker. It's on, it's on the thicker side, definitely. Okay, but if you're that's, lo- that's interesting. It's like, definitely interesting. I've never seen this. When this first came out, it was pretty hot. I So now that you bring it up, I did see a preview article on that a while ago. I think, I, this is, I think this is a really good... I don't think any other brand is really doing this. Since no one else can see this, by the way. This is a uh, Asus ZenBook Pro Duo laptop. Yeah, so the had- Duo, the top half of the keyboard... is just a screen. It's just a touch input screen exactly it's, it's it's pretty cool and then they kind of and you can buy keyboards like this too for your computer i have seen that yeah that... And I, I i was almost considering getting one when i was like i when i got my ultra wide i wanted like i'm at the point now with my setup at home i want to keep everything as minimal and organized as possible and multi-monitor setups even if they're done clean are just not minimal like it's they're def- definitely not minimal. They're not minimal. So I was buying a small portable monitor to put right underneath my ultrawide, just as a secondary display for Discord or watching videos while I'm playing games, whatever I'm doing. And I almost bought a keyboard that had a screen on it, but unfortunately there's no good keyboard attached to that screen. There's not just a way that you can integrate your own screen with the, with the keyboard of your choice? No, there's, it, because it's, it's all first party. So oh, it's, it's all like just fully integrated. Yeah, it's oh. like the brand who's making the screen is also making the keyboard. Right. So if the screen is it's complete just literally poop, one chunk. Yeah, the screen right. is poop and the keyboards go to the keyboard's poop and the screen is great. So it's like I don't want that. So, but I'm okay with the portable monitor underneath. That's now. Why you get one of these bad boys? Yeah, I have an iPad. I don't like that either. You can sidecar that thing right on there. Kind of. I guess this has kind of been going. I think we should probably wrap up. I do wanted to kind of go off on another tangent talking about how there hasn't been an iPad mini refresh in a while. I've never had an iPad mini, never touched an iPad mini. We can touch on it real quick. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I really was thinking, I don't like my iPad now. I have an iPad Air right after the big major refresh. I think it was the fourth generation. And I do love having an iPad for the rare times that I use it. But I think it's bridging the point where it's like, okay, my MacBook is portable and big like my ipad is like my ipad's not small enough to replace my phone but it's not big enough to just not use my laptop i don't have a perfect middle ground of where i would use an ipad over my laptop and my phone i did get the 15 pro max i think we talked about that a few on episode one i believe of our podcast that you wanted yeah and i I love it i still rocking it completely no case naked um and i don't plan to put a case on it i don't believe and i think the size of it is more than big enough to have a big screen for the rare times I need it conveniently on the fly. And then if I need a bigger screen, I just pull out my laptop. And I think an sure. iPad mini might be the one outlier that is just bigger than my phone where it's nicer to have a bigger screen, but also small enough where I'm just not carrying a laptop. Yeah, I mean, I could totally see that. And also, if you did want... I mean, I love this screen and it is... This is essentially my answer. I've definitely talked about this in one of our previous podcasts, but this is currently my mobile. Like, it meets yeah, my it's your, needs. It's your laptop equivalent. Or essentially, yeah. Like, and, I'm more of a browser, and I don't do any editing at this time, so I would definitely do what you do if I did. And that's the other thing, too. Apple, there's no big iPad that's not going to cost an arm and a leg. No. So that's the other thing, too. Like, I would love to just be able to do this. You could pop the screen off of the keyboard whenever Mm -hmm. you want it. But now it's like, okay, I'm buying an iPad Pro 12.9 inch. 
That's $1,100 most likely. And then I want the keyboard case. That's another $300. And now I'm touching in the base model MacBook Pro territory. I'm like, well, now I can just get a fully functional laptop for the if same I, price as I'm getting an iPad with a keyboard and screen. If I had not gotten a ridiculously good deal on this, you would probably get. I MacBook. would probably have. I don't. I don't even know if I'd say that. I may have just gotten nothing at that time. <laughs> I mean, this is like I at, at retail. It's, it, it's hard at retail paying fourteen hundred. Uh, small side, I paid like seven hundred and fifty dollars for this with the keyboard used case for both the laptop. and it's cellular and it's cellular. Yeah, the tab and like this little assembly I think here for that price, I would do that. Is is fourteen hundred plus dollars? Like retail, it's that's a lot it's to a, swallow. It's a lot to swallow for seven hundred ish dollars. I was like, count me in. Like, I just need a portable browsing device detachable i love i can still use it as a tablet like if it was fifteen hundred dollars to pay for a a nice macbook air like a second like a bump up macbook air or that ipad setup which would you do now if you had to do one or the other Ooh, i don't know still um i mean i love the weight advantage of this it just comes down to my use case like i just don't think i'd use the extra power the only thing about the ipad setup that he uses that i couldn't use mostly because of the os i love like it's just a big iphone at that point it is and that's very, why no, no 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 it's ipad os now yeah and that's exactly why multiple timers man yeah <laughs> multiple timers is there a calculator on that yet huh is there a calculator on that yet uh, ooh, that's a great question i honestly there's no calculator and they did put one. Ah, they did, but you can. No, that's not it. That's you not can Apple. install. Uh, is that an uh, Apple calculator? Maybe. Oh no, it's not. Nope. And that is where we end today. We have a fourteen hundred dollar iPad setup, and he cannot do math. Cannot do four plus four. That's embarrassing. <laughs> like, there's just some things that my brain can never wrap. It's like, and, and I know is, why. Apple has said why. That's from someone who is a big generally supportive apple person uh, Apple for yeah. most of their decisions i just yeah i don't care their reason sucks yeah like, I, oh, we want to make sure that calculator. you have an apple experience it's not the optimal calculator you know what's uh better than the optimal calculator a, cal- a, a calculator. calculator an existing calculator so, that would be nice yeah so on that note we definitely are happy to be back we're going to try and be consistent on the week to week at least every other week um but this has been tech titans i am rj make sure you follow me on all social media platforms and over here is mca make sure you check him out on all his social media platforms you can see those down in the links under our video we'll post everything there if you want to check out our other channels but thanks for stopping in listen to us just kind of ramble on today about some various tech topics of our interest if you have anything else you want to hear us talk about feel free to leave some comments and maybe we'll Take a look at that next time. See you guys later.